Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady from the UK by the name of Helena Illingworth. Helena, very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you very much. Welcome to you. And one of the things that we spoke about, or we spoke about many things, Helena, but one of the things um, in terms of your messages and I think it's fair to say your initial hesitancy was around the fact that you know, you believe you're shy. So we kind of come up with the the starting point of even shy people have messages to share. So true. I, I, I have had crippling shyness all my life, um, which has got in the way of forming relationships with people, um, being able to put any message out there, even just communicating with people on a, on a very small level a very low level I, I i have found it very difficult to to put my words out there mm. so is that something that uh, as you say elena you've you know you've you've had since childhood is it is, is it part of you know who you who you feel you've always been um it i think it's now ingrained in my identity so people know me as a very shy person a very non-communicative person um non-communicative but 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 smiley i like to think um and yes i guess it is it is from childhood and a lot of childhood experiences um and being very unsure of myself and unsure of the world um but yes it's it's been with me all of my memorable life so yeah, I think it's now ingrained. Hmm. What's uh, I suppose we have to be careful not to you know attach labels to labels, Helena. But what's coming sure. through here? I mean, would it be fair to say that you are um, a super sensitive type of person? Ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, and I don't like to use labels, but it it is very easy to label yourself. I suppose. Um, I things like depression um I think depression tends to it is a label you use to describe a person um as opposed to just suffering with depression um so I used to I used to be depressed for an awful long while and it was I felt as if it was part of me part of my identity as opposed to something that I was just going through at that time yeah, um, and it, and it became a label to describe myself, which really wasn't helpful, because by describing yourself in, with that label, it becomes almost semi-permanent. Absolutely, you kind of put yourself in a box, don't you? You pigeonhole yourself, mm-hmm. and you know that's who I am, that's what I do, and I'll never be any different. And of course, the reality is com- well completely different to that. 
But um, I mean, I think that's a that's a breakthrough uh, of awareness that we have to experience before we can actually understand or embrace or accept that you know these labels that we're given us um, given to us or we give ourselves they actually do not define who we really truly are. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's it's easy to be, hide behind labels. Um, if you give yourself a label, it's always a an excuse for how you are. It's it's something to very much hide behind. And I act a certain way because that's that's what I'm like. That's who I am. But actually, you can change. It, it isn't permanent. It is just temporary. Um, yeah, you, you 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 can fight through it. You can. It, the label has just become like an item of clothing that you can just discard. Yeah, and there's there's a there's a kind of um, there's a paradox there, Helena, isn't there? In as much that um, you know, we don't embrace labels, but we understand that labels are necessary almost because it's mm. it's almost the currency of what the you know the world deals with, isn't it? It's it's how we communicate. You know, he is this, she is that, they are the other, and you know whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent. That is that is the currency mainly of the world, isn't it? That people need, I think, from their own protection, um, and that's a strong word, but I, I'd stand by that. Their own protection, they need to categorise other people because, oh, am I going to let him or her near me, um, either f- physically or more particularly emotionally or spiritually, because they could actually expose. Um, uh, you know some of my vulnerabilities and insecurities so best I just push them away I mean I, I, I certainly did that for years Helen I think there's a you know there's a great parallel in that for, for all of us in, in, in the world to varying degrees for sure yeah I, 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 absolutely so in terms of you know does the, the you know when we're talking about labels Helena um, if, if I can be allowed to use the one that we've introduced at the top of this conversation around shyness um am, am i okay to use that are you you know for the purpose of this conversation absolutely absolutely i mean that's how most people know me yeah as and and yes i absolutely okay so would you say then helena that that label serves you it depends on what you mean by serves me. It, it serves me in, it serves myself in that I can hide behind it. People know I'm shy and therefore expect very little of me. Um, and because I have very little self-worth, it's easier for, to, to, to think that people have low expectations. Um, does it serve me in the outside world? then no because i feel crippled by it so it's um yeah there there there, there are two ways of 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 looking at it so yeah it 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 serves me by having something to hide behind but but you know certainly in terms of moving forward and not feeling stuck it doesn't serve me that way mm. and just listening to that helena um if i may be allowed to answer my own question based on what you've just said there um, kind of playing that back if you will that absolutely it doesn't serve you because there was something very powerful you said there I have little self-worth 
And that, more than anything, is more than enough reason to say it doesn't serve. Um, you know, and, and to, you know, to use your terminology and reflect that back, Eleanor, about, you know, hiding behind it. Um, does that lead to then a compounded sense of frustration that you feel that there's somebody inside really trying to break out? Um, I think it's what Tim Galway referred to as the inner game and, and, and a concept the concept of kind of imagining that you're at Wimbledon and you're watching a game of tennis and you, your head's going from left to right to left to right as you watch the ball being sort of battered backwards and forwards. Um, and I often ask this question, Helena, with this this kind of, you know, this kind of insight that, you know, maybe this, you know, does does that re resonate with you? Is, is that kind of in a game going on all the time with you or even not oh, all constantly yes yeah. absolutely um you you really have nailed it there it's um i i constantly feel frustrated but i can't find the right words i feel very inarticulate and choked so so in that respect it serves me for, as something to hide behind just because people don't expect me to say anything um and when you can't find the right words, when you can't articulate what you want to say, it's um, that's when it's great to have it be to, to hide behind. Um, but yes, it, it is an inner struggle. Sometimes I, I would just love to be able to not feel choked and, and be able to say what I'm thinking. But I have this sort of constant um, sort of pressure on my chest to push the words back in, mm. um, which is why this conversation I mean, I, I feel quite stilted now and I feel very inarticulate um, and I don't know how coherent I am, but, but you know, I, it, it, is, it is a constant struggle. So even in um, conversations between two people, I absolutely feel it. Let's put that in some context, Helena, um, and I'm sure the listeners will agree with this wholeheartedly, that for somebody to come on a show... Um, or, or an episode, call it what you will, and, and share a conversation of extreme vulnerability and lay their ghosts out this takes extreme courage, extreme courage. So obviously I've got the benefit, Eleanor, of having known you for, you know, a few years now, and I absolutely know that that courageous, beautiful, gentle, sensitive soul that is inside is bursting to get out. And that's why I asked that question. So I suppose part of this sharing, you know, even going back to the title, even shy people have messages to share, you know, your your humility um, and your vulnerability, as Brenny Brown says, um, Helen, is absolutely your strength. And, you know, I, on a personal level, I would kind of implore you to, to start embracing that more and more and more because I don't, I, I feel as if you don't actually realise just how powerful and beautiful you are. I feel it. I love to be in your presence. I love to share conversations with you. Um, I just like being in your presence because I find you an absolutely amazing soul. And maybe it is that vulnerability. Maybe it is that sensitivity. Um, you know, there's no, there's no airs, there's no graces, there's no presumptuousness, there's, there's no nothing. It's like, it, it just is. Just let me... Just let me be in the background, Paul. Um, and I found that a lot of powerful people in life, um, you know, Wayne Dyer refers to it around, 
you know, those that know do not speak because they mm. just do. They just are. Um, so I, I just mentioned that, Helena, as I suppose, uh, as, as, a, as a word of encouragement to say, you know, some of the 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 attributes that you that you possess as a person as a beautiful being um maybe the the road forward is if if that is the right term um is to just raise your awareness of how powerful you actually are i i feel very touched and very emotional by, by that thank you i mean it's um they are it feels very undeserved but i it's it's a very lovely very lovely words to hear um and i feel quite embarrassed by it but um but thank you i'm also incredibly grateful um you know but because of my crippling self-worth it, it it is it is hard to have that awareness um and i you know I, I do hope that one day i'll be able to overcome that and i'm certainly better than i used to be um, which gives you a, a, a bit of an indication of, of how bad it was, um, but it is something I'm 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 trying to work on daily. Mm. I'm kind of um, I'm immersed in this this emotion of the um, of the vulnerability of the humility of the sensitivity, and I suppose it's right. Okay, so what would be your message, Helena, to to people that, as, as an empath, one assumes that you would recognise a fellow shy person, if we could kind of simplify it. And, you know, to those, if you was actually, you know, the other side of the fence, which is very difficult to imagine because you're kind of mm. in that shyness field, so to speak, but what would be your message to them to kind of encourage them? So not necessarily to yourself, because very often part of a strategy for progression is, OK, so what would you tell your other self or what would you tell your best friend? Or, you know, one of the concepts that we sometimes use is what about little Helena? Helena, the little girl, the little child that wants to play and just paddling in the pool and <laughs> sing and dance in the rain and I don't know, put her fingers in the jam pot and, and just eat the jam from, and, and her mother say, no, Ellen, you <laughs> must do that properly with the spoon and, and you don't care because you've got jam all over your face and, and it tastes as good and who really cares and you're only a child anyway. So, you know, kind of going yeah. back to that child child within us, um, Helena, the, you know, the little Helena, if you will, what would you say to her? Try not to be afraid of who you can be, and and I know that sounds quite Disney-ish and um, and um, Pollyanna-ish, but it's um, I I think a lot of the messages I had when I was younger were you'll you'll never be good enough, um, you'll never amount to anything, um, which is why it was so much easier to keep everything inside. I've just made a note of that, Helena. Alarm bells ring when I hear those um, those five immortal words you'll never be good enough yeah yes <laughs> can I ask you uh, as, I will. Uh, yes, sorry as well Helena was it ever said to you or did you ever feel not loved um yeah 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 I did you d you did feel that you weren't loved yeah yeah okay the reason I ask that question is 
one of the world's um, eminent coaches, I think he's fairly well known generally, is Tony Robbins. And he cites mm. two things that we as humans across the world, you know, cultural, gender, has no influence on, on it all because he, he cites that no matter who we are and where we are, we are all to varying degrees held back by two things. And you've just named them both. You'll never be good enough and you'll never be loved. And those two crippling feelings, ways of being, words, call them what you will, and you've just you just kind of nailed them both there, Helen. So maybe the the root of this shyness, and there's no judgment on shyness. I mean, you know, who's to say that shyness is good, bad, indifferent? You know, there's no label, there's no judgment on that. Um, but I think what what is the crux of the matter here is this thing that's holding you back because it's not about whether you're shy or or, or humble or, or and all the things that you naturally are that's not the issue what's really the issue here Eleanor is it not is the the feeling of of lack of self-worth of, of self-love and and that kind mm. of thing that's the more that's kind of in computer terms in your c drive isn't it for sure yes yeah mm. so the obvious um question then is you'll never be good enough you'll never be loved mm. what would we need to do then to to challenge the either one of those if not both of those debilitating statements you can be good enough in small ways even if it is just befriending someone next door and and the effect that that has on them um we don't have to make big waves in the world. We can actually just do very, very small things that can mean something to people. And and that makes you good enough. That makes it, that makes it okay. Um, maybe it is just a matter of doing, making small steps and, um, and just being proud of those very small steps you take. The small steps will become bigger steps as you get a little bit more confident but maybe just take joy in the small things and and reap the rewards of those i think that's 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 helped me so just trying to make it an impact on just 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 trying to be kind to people around you and and getting the feedback from them um and and that does start to give you a bit of a self of self-worth that makes perfect sense. That makes absolutely perfect sense. And, and in my humble opinion, Eleni, you're absolutely 100% right that it is about those small things. Because I think society, and particularly over the last sort of decade or couple of decades, particularly with the advent of social media, there's that much pressure nowadays, isn't there, to, you know, you will achieve this. And unless you're starting monumental schools in Africa or you're doing this and you're conquering the world, you know, there's all that um, expectation and that pressure, isn't there? And that natural way of being, <clears throat> excuse me, that natural way of being, Helen, of the simple, basic baby steps that that we mm. take in life that's kind of all been lost now and this is why I, I you know maybe there is a movement that's unfolding now and people are just sick and tired of that fear driven that whole 
way of being that doesn't work and, and maybe we are now collectively starting to get back to who we truly are which is encapsulated in what you've just said there Eleanor and there is undoubtedly a movement now that's taking place globally to that effect there there is no there's no two ways about that it's no coincidence that Marion Williamson's running for office presidential office in the states it's not a coincidence you know and this is uh you know, this is a lady that's, um, and I've used, I've heard this label used, some loony left Pollyanna type figure. Yeah. Right, okay. Mm. That is patronising and ridiculous in the extreme because for me that lady embodies a simple choice that I think we have um, in life, Helena, and that's to choose love over fear. Mm. But the love thing actually then... Is, is a kind of double-edged sword, isn't it? Because to embrace love means to be vulnerable and that risks potentially getting hurt even more or so we think. But if I can be allowed to share, Helena, one of the very, very, very harsh lessons I, I've learned of, over my journey, um, over decades, so this wasn't instantaneous, although I, I realise now with hindsight it could have been. It was only my stubborn ego that wouldn't let go and my macho, so-called macho <laughs> alter ego that wouldn't let go because apparently big boys don't cry and they're not allowed to show feelings, but it's okay if they fight and they brawl and create havoc. That, that's okay because that's what boys do, apparently. Um, <laughs> <laughs> to which... I, in my masculine state now, embracing my masculine energy, say it's the biggest load of tosh out because the reality and the power of this world, Helena, is is found in love, is found mm. in love. That's what I, that's not only what I see in Helena, that's what I feel when I'm in her presence. And so when she, you know, when she embraces, and notice I said she, as if I'm not talking to you directly, because in many respects, Helena, I'm not talking to you directly. I'm talking to your alter ego, something that you've embraced. You've, you've, you know, that label's been allowed to stick over the years. But certainly, the beautiful, beautiful soul that I've come to know and love—that's not who she is. And just going back to what you said, Helena, about the—it's the simple things. The random acts of kindness, and I know that you do those by the bucket load. Every time we speak, there's that willingness to, well, what can I do? You know, how can I help? You know, um, and I think that's been lost, but there is, you know, the risk of repeating. There is, you know, to quote John Major um, in the late 80s, things are now getting back to basics, and I think the world is going to be a far, far, far better place as we replace fear with love. Oh, I, I sincerely hope so. I'm I'm all for random acts of kindness, and they mean so much. Um, you're right. It doesn't have to be the big singing, dancing things. It could just be something small that means so much to somebody. When you look in the mirror, Helena, what do you feel? What do you think? What do you feel? And obviously thinking and feeling are two quite polarised. Um... I'm not sure I recognise myself. I, d I don't like to look in mirrors. I, I feel very embarrassed when I look in a mirror. Um, I have to when I put on a tiny bit of makeup in the morning, but that's the only time I will look in the mirror. Um, I I don't like what I see. It, you know, it's appreciate it. It's just, it's, it's a face that I wear. Um, 
I'm not particularly comfortable with me. Um, but um, I suppose I, I, I don't like to think, I, I, I dislike vanity. So I, I don't try and make it better. I, I just realise it's, it's just what I've got. The, 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 the person that looks back is, 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 is who I am. It's, it's not particularly somebody I, I recognise. Um, but, you know, there again, Helena, listening to that is, <laughs> is a massive reflection of, and I keep using the word because it is one of the appropriate words. Um, and yes, words are labels in this context. Um, for two people that don't like labels, we seem to be using an awful lot of labels. <laughs> um, but that's the paradox of life, isn't it? That's the duality of life, that in a world that of oneness, because we are energy, we're all energy, and we're all connected via that energy. The thing that we have, but the, the challenge on that, Eleanor, is, and the, the contradiction on that, um, is this thing called duality, because we perceive to be this separate self from mm. who we actually are. And, you know, without kind of going in too deep on the philosophy of oneness and duality, um, I think what I'm sort of, where I'm heading with this, Eleanor, in the context of your shyness and this um, this self-worth, this vulnerability, call, call it what you will, um, that the who you think you are and who you actually are, and that applies for all of us, are usually six different things or seven or, or many different things or certainly two within the duality. And it's about, I suppose, having that awareness to say, Okay, so if I'm this kind of person that's insecure, vulnerable, lacks self-worth, can't look in the mirror, why do certain people embrace me? Have you ever thought about why certain people take you into their heart? I find it a little beyond reasoning, but um, and I feel embarrassed by it. Uh, I don't quite understand it. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't understand it. But but I, I feel grateful. I, I feel grateful. And, and maybe, Helena, it's not there to be understood because it's beyond reasoning. You know, mm. what is love? Can you touch it? No. What is the wind? Can you touch it? No. Mm. You can feel it. You can feel its effects. If it blows your washing off the line, you know it's windy. If the leaves are swaying in the trees, you know it's windy. If your hat blows off, you know it's windy. But try grabbing it. You can't. Yeah. And I think it's the same with love, isn't it? What is this profound thing that strikes through this, you know, the, this emotional whirlwind that, that comes through our lives? And, you know, and that wears many hats from an intimate relationship with, say, a partner to, you know, our love for our animals. And I know you're a massive animal lover, particularly with, um, with the dogs. Um, but what is it? What is that feeling? That, what's that indefinable? And so... Maybe just going back to to reinforce the point, Helena, maybe you don't need to rationalise it because it can't be rationalised. It can't be intellectualised, just like the wind and like so many other natural things in life, like the water and, and the way things evolve through the universe that we think as humans, we, 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 you know, we kind of smother it with our ego. and We think, yeah, we know best. Do we really? <laughs> I don't think so. Um <laughs> So I just kind of throw that back at you, Helena, in a, in a loving, respectful way to say, 
Maybe it doesn't need to be intellectualized or understood. Maybe it just needs to be accepted and, and enjoyed for what it is. Very true, yeah. Okay. If you had one, one massive message or one little message, I shouldn't put a label on it. If you had a message to share to the world, Eleanor, just one, and I know you've got many, many, many messages, but if you could single one out above any other, what would that be? Uh, Maybe an alternative way of, of framing that, um, Helena, would be asked to be asked this question then. What does speaking from your heart mean to you? It means not holding back, speaking with integrity and compassion and truthfulness and honesty. And I think that's all you can be in life. It's just give of yourself, be of yourself, and, and you will speak from your heart. Superb. What I intend to do, Helena, is leave it there. Um, and there's a reason for that. But before I close, is there anything else that you would like to add, say to the listeners, say to me, anything at all? Just that I'm very grateful um, and, and, and feel very privileged to, to be able to speak to you in this way, um, Paul. Uh, I found it really helpful and you have made it very easy. I found it a very really, really difficult to get my words out, um, but you have a great way of putting me at ease. So I, I, I applaud you for that and, uh, and thank you immensely. Thank you, Eleanor. I really appreciate that. And that sort of puts nicely in context my closing remarks now that um, I think it's fair to say, listeners, that normally my tone is quite different to the one that's been adopted in this uh, conversation with Helena. And, and there's no apologies for that because I think it's been an extremely sensitive and extremely courageous share by Helena. Um, and I know from inviting guests generally and some, you know sometimes I'm talking about seasoned uh, media people where you know there's that hesitancy there's that nervousness um, so I know that personally the you know the uphill mountain that Helen has climbed to to come on and share this and I'm going to go on record now as saying this is probably one of the most powerful podcast episodes I've done because of the sharing that this beautiful beautiful soul um, has, has embarked upon and I'm just going to leave it there until next time Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success <laughs>